the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, and welcome to today's City Mission Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Dean Gartland, President and CEO of City Mission in Washington, PA. And today we will be continuing our discussion on the mission of the mission, where we break down our mission statement and how we help the homeless overcome barriers and return to independent living. During our last podcast, we discussed what it means to shelter. And during this podcast, we will break down what it means to heal. Uh, we we will uh, uh, we can begin by sharing our mission statement again, which says this: the city mission exists to share Christ, to shelter, to heal, and to restore the homeless to independent living without discrimination. And so, uh, we're going to talk about this because one of the things about city mission is this: we we're we're not interested in warehousing people. So. When people come to us and, and, and they're coming into our shelter, um, we really are looking for ways to be able to stabilize them and, and really get them uh, uh, start the process of, of, of building a foundation. And so so when they come in, this is what we do. I mean, this is uh, the that shelter piece is first. Uh, and in the midst of everything we do, obviously, as our mission statement says, we share Christ, whether that's through word and deed. Uh, loving those those who walk through our doors and providing them the care that they they uh, so desperately need and deserve. Um, uh, so, for those of you who might not be familiar with the city mission, uh, we operate four shelters: uh, one for uh, veterans, one for homeless men, one for single women, and one shelter for women with children. And most recently, uh, we opened our a shelter for what we call uh, Next Step, which is called Sally's House. It's a beautiful facility. Um, had a donor that really uh, stepped up and helped us with that building and renovating it, and uh, we outfitted it and uh, with all the things necessary to provide a comfortable, safe, secure place for women to stay. And so we have some uh, uh, really interesting things happening at the mission in that regard. But we also operate uh, seven uh, thrift shops uh, that help support the mission financially. And so if you're listening to this podcast and uh, uh, you have any interest in getting involved, I would encourage you to go to citymission.org where you can learn a lot about uh, we what we do and how we do it and how you can be involved, uh, whether you want to be involved as a volunteer, you want to donate financially uh, to support the mission or uh, maybe you got material goods and you live in the area. That'd be fine as well. But uh, but anybody who's listening to the podcast can can partner with City Mission uh, to help transform lives right here in the heart of Washington, PA. So as I normally do, I have uh, my co-host with me, Leah Dietrich. Leah is our director of residential programs at City Mission, and I am going to. Uh, turn it over to her to talk a little bit about you know the the whole aspect of healing and you know and, and it brings in our medical clinic as well because there's a whole lot goes on medically with people that walk through the mission but and maybe you can talk a little bit about that as well that process that somebody goes through and how that healing process starts. 
Absolutely, Dean. We talked a lot last time we shared in our podcast about shelter. We talked about the fact that most of what we do, the heart of what we do, is really long-term care for those who are in need, long-term residential shelter. So as a part of that, when we're able to spend time with these residents, we are able to identify areas that they need healing in. And like Dean mentioned, there's a lot of areas for opportunity here. We have a medical clinic on site that assesses each resident. They identify any major medical needs immediately. We connect individuals with primary care doctors, which is critical, as most of our residents are not great about taking care of their health. I I don't think that anyone enjoys the doctor or the dentist, but our medical clinic is really good about connecting them with great medical care within the community. We have partners like Centerville Clinics that actually serve on-site two times a week, and they provide primary care office space right on our campus, which is great for individuals who might be a little nervous about going to the doctor the first time. We also have partners with, we are a partnership with Washington Health System where they bring their residency program. They were actually on site today doing mental health clinic and helping to assess needs and connect people with medications or services that they may need. And then we also have community partnerships that allow us to do assessments Um, to ensure that if they have any underlying or major medical conditions like hepatitis C or HIV, we do all all of those screenings with central outreach. So just in our medical clinic, those are just a few of the many partnerships that we have. Um, We also have friends at St. Clair Health Center that will help us with flu shots, individuals who are just constantly giving back in this community. Physical healing is an important aspect of what we do because like I mentioned some of our residents have neglected that we also have a lot of individuals with chronic health issues with diabetes with heart disease with high blood pressure and if we don't treat those things they become an even bigger issue so a lot of what we do is we teach people how to live again and in a healthy way so medical service is one piece but a lot of my passion is behind what we do to help individuals that are facing mental health and addictions issues because we know that if we don't treat these issues that they really can take someone's life. Um, We have a lot of people with chronic mental health and addictions issues. So we provide on campus pieces of the puzzle that those in the community cannot offer. And like Dean mentioned, a lot of what we do is we share Christ in everything that we do, whether it's in the medical clinic, whether it's praying with somebody before their doctor's appointment, whether it's actually physically going to the doctor's appointment because they need help. Um, But in our programs department, in our classes, our case management, our counseling, we're sharing Christ through how can he help you through uh, these addictions issues? How can we provide support with mental health? And how can we tie biblically into uh, helping individuals to find their purpose? Mm. What is your purpose in life? What are you here to do? How can you heal so that you can meet that? Um, And what issues, baggage, challenges, stressors, traumas have you endured in life that have gotten you to this point? How do we address that? so that you don't continue to carry it on throughout your life and have it continue to put you back in a place where you're homeless or you're not experiencing stability. So the team does a lot of work around this, and they're really successful at it. 
Um, we have about a 63% overall success rate in our residential programs for this year. Um, 67% success rate. That means individuals are stable medically. They're taking all their medications. They're making their follow-up appointments. They're doing what they need to do. 67% success in mental health. Again, they're taking their medications. They're going to therapy. They've completed the treatment that they need to complete. And they're stable, long-term stability. Not just for the past week they've been stable, but they've experienced long-term stability. And over 54%, and this is overall uh, in drug and alcohol, which is great because that means individuals are connected to 12-step recovery, sponsorship. If they're doing drug and alcohol counseling, they're engaged with that. They're making sure that they're hitting their meeting goals. They're engaged in just getting better. Um, we believe in holistic recovery. We believe in holistic healing and programming. And um, that takes a lot of work. There's a lot of effort behind all of these pieces. There's a lot of people working to provide this care um, because we serve those who really need that mm. care. And we have with us in studio, Brad Nelson is our special guest today. And Brad knows a whole lot about healing. He comes with a, a very strong background in addiction recovery, and he is in charge of and takes care of all of our intakes on our men's program. So he deals with individuals who are coming in off of the street who have serious challenges um, and he's able to meet them where they are and address those barriers so talk to us a little bit brad about how you've seen healing in action at city mission for the residents that we serve so thank you again for letting me be here again um so you know i was just listening to you both talk and and so many stories were running through my head and uh just you guys giving an overview. So, you know, one of the first things, and it's real, real front in my mind, is just in the last couple of weeks, we had an individual um, walk up to the shelter who was homeless, and uh, he, although he was wearing proper attire up top, he had pajama bottoms on, and he didn't have anything else with him. That's all he had was the clothes that was on his back. And, Dean, you mentioned the stores. Uh, there's a hidden treasure store within a half a mile of the shelter. One of the first things we did after we did a, a, an initial intake with him was we put him in a vehicle and we took him down to the store mm -hmm. and we allowed him to do a little bit of shopping so he could have clothes. So often, so many of our people come to us with very little or some clothes that because they've been homeless, the, their clothes are just simply not salvageable or serviceable. So we clothe. And when we talk about Jesus, you know, Jesus said, if a man needs your shirt, give him your coat too. Yeah. And so one of the first things we do when they come in the door is we, we begin to clothe people. And the only way we do that is by other people in the community providing clothes to us. So I just wanted to say thank you. And that was really in front of me everyone who donates um we eat at the mission uh oftentimes people come and they haven't had a good meal uh we gave a um, excuse me we gave over almost eight thousand meals last month to system-wide over all our programs including the community and uh jesus also did that they gave him a couple loaves of bread and a fish and he was able to do a lot of meals with that um and, and, you know, I really wanted to start off, but just with you starting the stores, I wanted to tell the pajama story. Yeah. Um, what we have to remember here is when we're talking about healing is, and Leah had mentioned it, that we are, people who come here are really hurt. And they're really, um, they have a lot of trauma. 
And so, you know, I have a saying, um, if you knew everything about a person's history, you would never be mad at them again. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because you would understand maybe why they're acting the way they're, they're, they are, why they're doing what they're doing. And so I try to keep that in the front of my mind because everyone who's coming here is really hurt and lost yeah. and, and experiencing trauma. And it doesn't necessarily have to be – I'm a veteran. It doesn't have to be war trauma. I mean just losing your family mm. or not being uh, hugged or – not being able to call someone on, on the phone. Could you imagine not having anyone to call on the phone and say, hey, how are you? Yeah. Um, so that reminds me of another story of a gentleman who came. Um, he was from out of state, North Carolina. Um, his family had disowned him because of active addiction. He had went to treatment, um, left treatment, and, and relapsed. Mm. And uh, showed up at our doors. Mm. And uh, he was with us for... Uh, just a little over a year, he left, um, met someone. Uh, he has returned recently with a beautiful baby. Mm-hmm. So you just know, a visit, yeah, <laughs> right. And thank you, Leah. And, and and he's reunited with his family, but until then, um, he made his own family. He was able he was able to recover so much that he was able to make his own family. But one of the things that he said before he left and before the baby even came, he came up to me and he said, you guys treated me like family from the day I got here to the day I left. And that's really a healing process, isn't it? It is. People who come, most if not all of them, are kind of uh, you know separated from their family. Maybe sometimes for years and years and years, I mean, they haven't spoken to a family member or uh, kind of been – uh, disowned at some level uh, because of their behavior and things that they did, how uh, they've hurt others. And so they come to the mission and they're just so broken and not, you know, and they need to be put back together again, kind of, you know. And so the mission does kind of provide a family kind of atmosphere, kind of a family setting, and that helps a person begin that process of healing. I, uh, I appreciate that so much, Brad, what you said, because that's. Uh, um, those are the things that are missing sometimes in people's lives. They said they never, you know, didn't realize um, how much people could care for them. And I've I've heard that from different clients um, at the mission have told me this. They just said, Dean, you know, I can't believe how much uh, the people just love on us here and just care about us. And uh, and that in itself is kind of a healing component all of its own. And, and Leah, you mentioned so many different things about. That you know the issues that bring people to the mission, like th- simple things that maybe sometimes we don't think very much of, like somebody not taking their medicine and their medication because of a mental health disorder, or something mm-hmm. they might be experiencing, which leads to other behaviors and then eventually may lead to their homelessness, and and they come to the mission, and so we have services there to help them uh, reevaluate where they're at and 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 begin that process and it's so good to hear you say well people they're taking their medicine they're doing the things they need to do and that uh, and that's a real intervention and and stopping from their homeless situation could you just talk a little bit about some of that element that we see coming into the mission of people that are you know sometimes we don't think of it because i know people think of missions and they either way think like drug and alcohol they think of you know uh um you know addiction only or whatever you know but there's a lot of complicated issues in the lives of people to walk through our doors isn't it absolutely i think that 
One of the pieces that uh, Brad touched on as well is the fact that the relationships that we mm. create with our clients allow them to heal. And part of the piece that's so big about that is they lack trust with individuals. A lot of our residents, due to trauma, due to unhealthy relationships, they've learned that they can't trust people. And we have to treat them in a way, and we do treat them in a way, that you can trust us. We're not going to hurt you. We're here to help you. We're going to help you to get through this. And because they develop trust with us, like with Rich in our medical clinic, he's our nurse, and he runs that clinic, and the level of trust that residents have in him, the faith that they have in him that, okay, you're going to help me get through this. (laughs) You're going to help me deal with the doctor. And I will listen to you about these medications because they'll be honest with him. Well, I don't like the side effect of this high blood pressure medication. It makes me feel funny. And Rich will explain to them, well, it'll make you feel funny for the first two weeks, but it'll lower your blood pressure and we need to just get through the first two weeks. And sometimes we have to hold their hand through that and we have to put the medication in the office and we need to monitor that they're taking it. Um, And we need to get to the point where they can become independent on their own because they haven't, it hasn't been explained to them or it hasn't sunk in because they didn't trust who was explaining that these medications need to be taken for a certain length of time before they're going to work. But when they trust us and there's a relationship established, they begin to hear things that maybe they haven't been ready to hear before. Mm. Um, And that allows us to do more with them. And the longer they're with us, the more they build that trust. And they build trust with their peers, too. And their peers will notice things. They'll say, I don't think so-and-so is taking his depression medication. He was in bed a lot this weekend. And they tell on each other, not in a malicious way, Mm -hmm. but in a, this is my brother. And I'm concerned about him. This is someone that I care about. This is someone that's in my community and my family. And I want them to be successful. So when you talk about the resident who left the program and created a family here and then brought his child back, that's that's normal for us at the mission because he healed here. Mm -hmm. This is his home. And it'll always be a part of their stories. I I know we have a resident right now in-house who has her first ever single room by herself she has always shared a room or had a room with somebody else or not had a room and been sleeping on someone's couch and to have a space of her own where she can hang things on the cork board in her room and share pictures and uh, put a different color blanket on her bed if she wants to uh, to have people have that experience that it's healing Hmm. to know that you're not going to take this away from me this is my space and you trust me to be able to hang things up and you trust me to keep it clean and you're willing to help me if i don't do well with that and they they have this this faith in us that we have faith in them and we have a belief in each client our goal is to help them to be successful and oftentimes they don't believe that they can be Mm -hmm. they've been told so many times that you're a failure or you're not worth it or Mm. You're no good or whatever those messages were, whether they were from family or significant others or from society in general. You're a bum. Um, No, you're not a bum. No, you're not. You're not all of those things. You're a person. You deserve to be treated with love and dignity and respect and you deserve to be restored. And you deserve to have a life after this that you can be proud of. So how can we get you there? And we're really on that journey. 
and it looks different for everybody and they come in with all different baggage and sometimes with nothing at all but we love them still because god loves us and he's shown us grace and he's helped us to get through challenges so we continue to do that with the idea that our residents then do that for others um, and the cycle just continues and and that happens almost half of our staff at this point in time that serve residents directly are former residents who have sought education who have sought uh, to continue to better themselves and better equip themselves to lead the next generation of individuals that need help and they're doing that they're living examples of what we've instilled in them wow amen i uh, and I'll, I'm going to close with this, <clears throat> but the all these things that we just got done talking about, and you heard from Lee, and you heard from Brad, is that, and all the things from everything from mental health, drug and alcohol, all is for the purpose of the healing of the heart. Um, and this is where God really does get to be, uh, that that heart opens up, and then God is able to come in and begin that transformational process in the, in the heart of someone. And but it's hard for people to hear the message of Christ and, and the message that, that of hope because of, you know, when you're sick and when you're tired and when you're depressed and when you're – and you can't uh, – you know, you're hungry uh, and you, you don't have a stability in your life. And so it's hard for you to hear this message. But once those things begin to happen and that – and these other things begin to get addressed, the healing of the heart begins and uh, and and – Having done this work for the number of years that I've done it, uh, I see it over and over again. And uh, sometimes it takes uh, a month, sometimes it takes six months, sometimes it takes a year. But that's the whole part of this healing process is to, get, is to really open the heart to the message of Christ and the message of hope. Wow. That was a really good discussion. I really appreciate it, you guys. That was That was pretty awesome. And so I want to thank everybody for joining us today for our discussion. And next time, we're going to be continuing to break down the mission of the mission. And I would love for you to feel free to connect connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under at City City Mission 1941. Uh, We'd love to have your comments and hear uh, about the topics we discuss. And so uh, until next time, God bless all of you from myself, Dean Gartland, and the entire City Mission Hope for the homeless team. We'll see you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 